Brought to you by BedroomBattlefields.com, this is the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Alex. How are you doing today? Not doing too badly. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So there's a couple of main talking points that I'm excited to, to dig in about with you. Um, Travel-friendly gaming, want to talk a bit about that. and want to talk a wee bit about 15mm scale as well, a scale that I'm completely new to, but I, I think I'm going to be diving into headfirst quite soon because we love that in this hobby, don't we? Just diving into something headfirst and spending money and accumulating things. The less research and anticipation, the better. Yeah, the more yes, impulse, yeah. So, uh, and I suppose the two aren't mutually exclusive, I would expect, given the size and scale of 15mm. I'm supposing that the, that lends itself to being taken on tour, if you like, as well, doesn't it? A lot better than 28mm does. Um, I, yeah. I, the, the number of games that are out there which other than, well, which are otherwise perfectly well written and perfectly suited to to the average gamer, the number of them that depend upon a, a foot four foot table or a you know a six foot by four foot playing area, even if you take travel out of the equation, that's a that's a that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's sometimes a more of an obstacle than than many game makers seem to consider. So, just for the listeners' context, there's been a few photos that you've put up on the Discord uh, of these wonderful wee cases that you've been making, and it looks to me like you're um, preparing these so that you could basically take a war game on the go with you. Is that is that pretty much accurate? Largely, um, with varying degrees of success. So, we had a, a very nice charity shop nearby the, the last place we were in before we we moved down here. Uh, which had which specialised in in crafts and hardware, and amongst that hardware, they included a lot of toolboxes, uh, drill cases, um, all manner of containers. So I, for the for the, for the princely sum of up to three pounds, bought back some 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 old drill cases, and started putting terrain into them along the sort of lines that one might have dreamed of having as as a teenager. And now that we've got less time and more money to play around with that's uh yeah finally something we can start, start one could start doing it at, at, at this age but um yeah so ultimately i've made a few of these different cases all with fixed fixed terrain uh all sort of creating different little biomes that one can game in um so i've done underground uh done underground caverns done open fields ruins forests and the like and learnt Plenty of lessons all along the way, such as there's only so much space in a drill case for one's hand if you don't plan for it. So it's, uh, yeah, a, a, a learning experience. But there was a, a successful test run only a few weeks ago of taking a Makita travel, uh, drill case on a holiday, and uh, which worked worked fairly well. But it, it does somewhat re- still rely on there being just enough space that you don't have to, space in the car so that you don't have to try and... R- well, you're not having to to, to prioritise underpants or, or or gaming. I wouldn't want to say which one would would win out in that in that scenario. Aye, well, there's only um, 
so many pants you could take on holiday, I suppose. So, uh, got to make room for the games. Have you had a Have you had a test run? Then you're saying you've taken so one we, away. Did, we, we did take it t- take it with us. Um, yeah, and uh, my my wife was happy for me to to squirrel myself away in a corner of the house, in a corner of the the rented property, away from everyone every so often, just to play play games. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, a relatively successful um, in, endeavor. Uh, certainly better than previous attempts when I've tried dragging trays with me, which have ended up a bit battered and battered and bruised. Uh, yeah, I managed to have a, a good few games of five parsecs from home and five leaves from the Borderlands. So it's yeah, so, solo games only at the, at the at this stage. So it's it's not seen the blood of battle with two opposing generals. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're, we're working up to that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, from what I've seen of the photos, it's not like you're limited to, you know, only a few games. Like like you're saying, you've got loads of different settings already that you've built, so you could pretty much adapt most skirmish rule sets or most, most rule sets, to be honest, to, to this scale, couldn't you? In, in essence, all I do is take the same rules that everyone else plays with and change any reference to inches into centimetres. And that seems to work pretty well for the majority of majority of ed cases. Talk us through the process of putting one of these together then in the sort of materials that you're using. There's a whole lot of planning that doesn't get done, which I'm trying to work at, work at doing a bit, a bit more of. Um, Ultimately, materials are, are are accumulated as wargamers. We 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 hoard a lot, and if we start then reasoning that we can start hoarding all of our otherwise recyclable goods, then that's a recipe for a a, a large pile of a large pile of rubbish underneath one's desk, but also a lot of building material to play with. So the stuff that I was making the Makita case out of a lot of scrap uh, corked floor tiles. Um, uh, indeed, a lot of corks make they make very nice cliffs, uh, padded out for mountains and stuff like that, with a lot of offcuts um, from various different uh, projects just to, to to build it up, and then everything covered over with a a good layer of caulk seems to seems seems to make everything look relatively scale friendly. Mm-hmm. And what were the settings you said you've created again? So in the Makita case, it was uh, I essentially took the took both the lid and the main the, the, the main part of the container, uh, and well, they provided two uh, either uh, the scope for two long boards, uh, or as I did, I split those into in, in those into half again. So there are four uh, different terrains in there. Uh, one half was a. Uh, underground sort of cave system which could open out onto a hilly slash rocky rocky terrain and then the other one was a, a forest a, sort of a foresty biome which could then uh, transition onto on into a into some some ruins so the idea was that you've got the four very distinct uh, terrains and then if you wanted you could essentially just pl- plonk two pieces of paper at both ends of the lid, for, for example, and then you'd have a, a board which would allow you to have half a cave, a cave system and half a, a hilly terrain, sort of a hill hillside hillside area. So there's just to give a little bit more uh, variety than just being stuck with the same four time and again, time and again. Yeah, I, it sounds great. I mean, and the photos look great as well. And uh, it r- reminds me, like these look far better in, in all ways, but it reminds me a wee bit of. Uh, 
my daughter's got this farmyard in a tin. Uh, it's like, I mean, it literally is as it sounds. It's a tin and there's a farmyard in it. So it's like a little green mat and there's like wooden trees. There's a farmer, you know, a tractor and stuff like that. And I was always thinking like, could you get a war game in there? <laughs> but like the stuff you've made, you know, it's bigger. Um, but it's. I mean, I have I have had to restrain myself from buying various different examples of such such a such a toy 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 collection from various different charity shops, yeah. knowing that that'll just add to the pile. The grim dark future in a tin from Oxfam. It's like one pound, and uh, yeah, maybe there's a maybe there's a Kickstarter in there somewhere. There could be. There could be. I can't say that I'd be one leap, leap, leaping to buy it. I. <laughs> I've yeah I I, I I do struggle with uh, this is more of a personal thing but I do struggle with trying to envision what uh, a piece of uh, junk or you know a piece of scrap could become I've seen lots of brilliant examples and even on the discord I've seen ex- seen examples of people who've uh, t- turned junk into, into into spacecrafts and and, and what have you I can't in i can never envision it and it's usually just the process of cutting something up moving it around and starting to glue it together and then once i've done that and i'm sort of stuck with a, a skeletal skeletal form i then find myself compelled to at least try and to to try and rescue it from 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 disaster which generally gets passable outcomes um but it's it's it's, it's not ideal no, I mean I think based on what I've seen, these these look brilliant. Like they really do. Um, so the, the the scale of the miniatures that you're using for these games is it typically fifteen mil? Do you, do you go smaller scale as well? Uh, they have been typically fifteen mil up to this point. Am um, I? I have have got some six mil now being right right beside me here, ready to ready to be to be varnished. But um, no, the fifteen mil has been I found has been a nice. Uh, a, a, a nice middle ground between the the detail of twenty eight mil and the, the the sort of the the epic scale potential of six mil. I mean, in, I mean, in fairness, I find a lot of the twenty eight mil stuff nowadays almost overtly intricate in how it's in how it's detailed. So even from a personal preference point of view, and even if I was treating everything as inches as they are intended in the in the rule sets, I'd probably still stick with fifteen mil. It's just got a. It's difficult to say when fifteen mil is done well. It's not because it's gotten all of the extra skulls and pouches stuck onto stuck onto the various different limbs. It's because it's been designed in such a way that it creates character without requiring a huge amount of eye candy. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose the, the, the equivalent would be treating some, like saying, I prefer Calvin and Hobbes to any photorealistic stuff that you see in in, you know, in, in, in media today. There's just a few lines cr- uh, creates a, a much more evocative image in my mind. And uh, yes, and it's a, don't slide easier to paint. Yeah, but the 15 mil thing, it was just like an epiphany. I don't think I've ever used that word before, but an epiphany one day of like, it just came to me, like I should get into 15 mil. And I think my train of thought was that I'd kind of shelved, like I've got 6 mil stuff and I admire the scale and I get it, you know, and I kind of bought into that, but I wasn't enjoying painting it. 
part of that, I think, was my fault for doing it wrong, if you like, you know, for building the units and then trying to paint them, which well, is we, obviously... We do know that this hobby can very much be done wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if there's a wrong way, I'll find it. So no, I, I, I think... I, I, I mean, I'm curious because... I've seen a, a number of your your twenty eight mil stuff on the Discord, and it's looked looked great. But it, I have we haven't. I don't think I've seen any of your six mil stuff. Have you posted anything on that? Potentially there? just one or two pictures. Um, I I think I've taken a picture of it before. But to be honest, it's just a three color, very basic. Um, and you know, I, I wasn't enjoying painting the army, and I don't know that. I think there was a couple of reasons for it. I think. Again, I admire I admire the ethos of the scale, but I don't know about completely removing individuality. Like I like character still. So obviously twenty-eight mil lends itself brilliantly to, to skirmish games, you know, like Rangers of Shadow Deep and Frostgrave and that. I really like this idea, eight or nine guys at twenty-eight mil. But I'm I'm think I'm almost thinking of fifteen mil now is what what I'm gonna call the Goldilocks scale. Like six mil, you know, too small, twenty-eight mil, too big. If we're talking about mass battles, and I just looking at fifteen mil, I'm like that. That's kind of just right for me because there's still enough detail in there for there to be individuality and character. But we're not going too little and we're not going too big. So I, I think it looks really sustainable. It looks really affordable, and it just looks like a lot of fun. I'm on the the right lines there. Uh, uh, you you look like you've you, you, or you sound like you've bought in entirely and uh, fully in, <laughs> almost an fully indoctrinated right already. You, yeah. have, you, have you bought any of them yet? That's that's that's, no. that's the question. Uh, my carts, my carts open. No, I'll ask you. I'll ask you for some <laughs> recommendations at, in the moment. But yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think you. Well, I think you. I saw your your interest in the alternative armies stuff, which is a very good, very good, very good option. But um, yeah, I mean, I do. Occasionally miss the twenty-eight mil options, mostly in terms of the customize the customization that you can do with the plastic or the different plastic kits. So that now that North Star's coming out with all of the these wonderful um, sci-fi sort of gener- generic sci-fi uh, crew kits, I do have a have a, a, a strong temptation every so often to dive back in. But I just need to remind myself that I've barely got enough space for the fifteen mil in terms of storage area. Uh, yeah, it does have a. Uh, the, uh, there is a, a lot of character that you can fit into the if, into a fifteen millimeter figure, uh, and there's a lot of options. There are a lot of options out there for, in terms of uh, creating your, your own army. If you if if you have a real hankering for being able to glue individual arms and legs to different torsos to create your own figure, then it's possibly not quite the right scale. But if you're happy to to take someone else's vision, slightly uh, slightly uh, alter it with some green stuff or repaint it entirely differently, then it's yeah, it's got a lot of potential for for most people. And I think it needs almost like it, it, it yeah the scale needs a few more celebrity figures or celebra- celebra- celebrities who'd who are be able to sort of uh advertise its 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 wonders for it to, to to grab holes but at the moment it's it's still very much a, a niche part of the the hobby especially as far as uh, sci-fi and fantasy goes it's, it's much more uh, much more readily accepted amongst the historical gaming community wait till that's say Wait till this podcast throws its weight behind it. There'll be literally threes, fours amounts of people getting into it. So uh, I'll, I'll get my family involved. I'm sure they'll they'll they'll, they'll, be, they'll be gagging at, gagging to get some, <laughs> their hands on the 15 mils after 20 years of resisting. Yeah. So, so what um 
you've touched on the popularity of it there. Why? One of the questions that springs to mind is why do you think 15 mil isn't getting that kind of coverage? I mean, I, I suppose the elephant in the room here is 28 mil is, is so popular because of GW, there's no getting around that. But 15 mil, you know, I, I know more about 6 mil than I do 15. What, what do you think is um, kind of causing it to be not getting that spotlight shone on it yet? I suspect it, uh, one thing is that it... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to completely... <laughs> I haven't said it yet, so I don't have to retract it. But I was going to say that you can't get quite the same quality of, of paint job on it, so it's not quite as pretty on Instagram. But that's that's not true. Um, on uh, on some forums I've been on, there are some exquisite paint jobs that you wouldn't you wouldn't recognise a figure as being fifteen mil. It would you'd hap- you'd happily guess that it was thirty mil. It's a uh, Remarkable that people can even get eyes onto some of these things. <laughs> um, uh, in all honesty, it must be. It, I'm just going to say it's the Games Workshop effect. Uh, if people come into the hobby, and as I do, it, there are quite a few steps and garden paths that you've got to travel down to be able to to, 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 to even sort of become aware of just how vast uh, or how how great the scope is for 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 smaller scales beyond what you get with with Warhammer. I mean, everything with Warhammer seems to be focused. Uh, this is fantasy and forty k and Age of Sigmar and, and what have you. Warhammer is, as the cover all term. Everything seems to be concerned about making things bigger to try and fit more on. And when you've got that weight of marketing behind you. It, I mean, it's similar to the Apple effect. A lot of people think that they've got to have an Apple, whereas whilst uh, uh, an iPhone is can be very nice and very handy, I suspect a lot of people don't actually, or would, wouldn't be much worse off with a, with, with, with a cheaper Android phone that does pretty much the same job. I mean, you know, you haven't you haven't got the or, or, or quite the weight of the or, or, of of great photography rule uh, modules be, models being produced every 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 other every other week that you that you, that you get with a, a great gaming behemoth like Games Workshop. Our question of the month for May 2024 is: What rules have you created or adapted to improve your favourite gaming system? This might be a homebrew rule or something you've ported over from another game. The point is, you tried it, it worked well and you kept on using it. Head on over to bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail to submit your answer. That's bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail. And now, back to the show. That irony is... Uh, the, the irony of scale creep as well, like you're talking about, you know, Games Workshop, it seems like every year it's, you know, bigger, bigger, bigger. But the irony of that, or the trade-off, is that you fit less on the table. So these guys yes. are becoming bigger and bigger, but you could get less of them. So in going big, they're actually getting smaller. And I mean, you could argue we've seen that already because they've been fantasy battles for Age of Sigmar, so they went the skirmish route. So it's almost like, you know... That's the trade-off. It's just uh, smaller battles, really. So, with fifteen mil, what's your um, what's your painting process, and how does it differ from how you would approach painting a, a twenty-eight millimeter miniature? I wouldn't say that my process differs much, and that there's not really a great deal of process. I've got an appalling attention span, so I, I very much paint in, in in fits and bursts. I can't do marathon sessions. I need to 
have something that I can flip my attention between. Uh, my yes, I am very much of the the, the, the butterfly attention span that uh, is is very much prevalent now now nowadays. So I would generally I've, so well take for instance the the figures I've got next to me now. They're they're six mil. They're only there's only ten of them, and it's taken me several days to put three different colors across them and if my if i were painting a 28 mil and indeed when i paint 15 mil my process is no different and so what you can get painted in five in five or ten minutes on a smaller model means it it means you just get much less painted on the on the on the larger one so a 28 mil figure could take me weeks or months so 15 mil, when I first started doing them, it was a, an absolute joy to, to, to suddenly be able to start something at the beginning of the week and then at the end of the week actually have something worth holding up and saying, oh, I could play with that now and not feel that, that, that fleeting moment of guilt that you're sending an un, a half-painted model into the, in, onto the battlefront. But, um, I mean, yeah, in, in terms of a slightly more step-by-step process, I think it's not too dissimilar to yours in that I'll stick a base coat down. Uh, I'll use it'll usually be an undercoat of of gesso and a, a, another craft paint mixed in to, to create sort of a usually a grey, a grey or a brown base coat. I'll then dry brush that with a with a with a white. I'll then stick a stick a wash on, usually uh, army paint a strong tone, and then dry brush it again. And the benefit of that is that for all those little details that aren't necessarily obvious to the eye when you're holding up a, a nice, uh, newly newly crafted, uh, newly newly produced figure, you're able to see all of those details when the, which the dry brush brings bring, brings to the fore. And so, what your eye can see is generally what everyone else will see when it's fully painted. So you know what to focus on. Mm. Do you use uh, contrast paints at all? Uh, I find contrast paints don't work quite as well unless you're coating the whole figure. Um, so next to me, I've got some off, off-brand off Space Marines, which I was able to, 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 to coat in in a blue speed paint. And that worked well. But if you're trying, even on 15 mil, to, to use it on different areas, uh, use it on different parts, articles of clothing or, or, or on you know, equipment, backpacks or weapons... It doesn't work quite so well. It works much better as, as a stainer. So if you paint it a one base coat and then go over it with a with a with a with a contrast paint or a speed paint, that works a lot better just to provide a bit of variety. So you're not putting the same brown onto every onto every model. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of actually benefiting from the the shading that comes with it, I don't think it works quite so well. The, the figures are possibly a little bit too small for for, for that. That said, uh, with these off-brand Space Marines, the, all of those complaints that people have about contrast paints not working on on flat surfaces, not an issue, because every every surface essentially counts as a as a non-flat surface, mm-hmm. even the even the the, the shoulder the shoulder, shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. One of the um, one of the issues I have with six mil, even you know when we come across miniatures that are very well made, is when you have things like spears and that. I find that they they get very easily bent because they're so tiny. Do you still come across that issue in 15 mil at all? Uh, depends on the sculpt. Uh, usually, I have not had many weapons break. I think I've had uh, a couple of breakages, um, which were actually 3D prints ordered from Etsy, and I suspect that was largely the, the, 
the the rigors of travel via the postal service as much as anything else mm-hmm. um but even the these models that have got nice sort of very 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 fine uh sword handles or hilts or frying or, or, or yeah or spear handles or spear shafts or what have you if they're of a decent enough me- decent enough metal concoction whatever whatever the mix is i find that they bend back into shape pretty easily and from from my experience working with uh 28 mil metal models it's not it's it's there's not a huge difference usually the people creating these 15 mil models are aware of it and so there are fewer obvious bend points or break points so i mean i'm not particularly careful with how i look after my 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 miniatures i have gone down the route of of putting stick magnets underneath each one of them so that in transit there's less knocking about which probably mitigates it somewhat but even when i've had sort of an, an overenthusiastic elbow take out a couple of figures or, or, le- or have lent on something i don't think there's been a yeah i've not had any breakages of something i've already painted which is a mercy which is not something i could say of for the for the previous for the for the for the 28 mil stuff that i that i did growing up tell us a wee bit about basin in 15 millimeter what are you basing individual models on what sort of size are the bases and are you doing any sort of multi-basing in that as well with your units i don't do any multi-basing i mean i think yeah i remember you asking about uh the size of bases that one could put uh 15 mil on and as you saw with the, the image that i showed you all of my in were essentially stuck onto stuck onto washers I will say that the basing is probably the one thing I miss most about 28mm, in that I can't stand doing bases. So with 28mm stuff, I usually just get a hole punch, punch out a, a piece of plastic um, binding cover and stick the model down on top of that so you've got a clear base. So you don't have to worry about crafting anything because I, I have no interest in, in painting more earth. Uh, can't do that with the with 15 mil because the, the there's just not enough surface area on the feet to, for that to be a, a, a long term option. So I I, I get a, a washer uh, with a, a washer that's uh, got a big enough hole in the middle for me to stick a, a magnet in, magnet up, and then stick the figure on top and cover it all up with a mixture of sand, PVA glue, paint, and uh, and caulk, and that generally holds everything in place. But I've seen much. I've been, well, I've seen people doing much better jobs than that. You're not a. You're not multi-basing. Is that to do with the rule sets that you prefer to use? That's more of a, a personal preference. I've. Uh, I came to Games Workshop, uh, getting fascinated back when they released High Elves, and that was sort of the the, the gleam in my eye. Or that was I was very much the, the shiny objects that that grabbed twelve year old me, and got me. In, wrapped in the hobby and i did collect and i even managed to paint a few units but i never played with them because i just never had the interest in mass battles so i got more involved in the games in the games workshops lord of the rings um arm and never really looked back so i've only ever done skirmish gaming since then what a what companies do you buy from then what are your some of your favorite companies for sourcing 15 millimeter stuff well, Alternative Armies is a good one. Uh, they've got a, a wonderful range. They've got very much old school type type stuff with much more exaggerated ex- exaggerated proportions. Um, the detail that they have on there is is it's not necessarily 
it's not necessarily finely detailed, but it's one it, it's wonderfully not quite cartoonish. But if you were, to, I mean, if you were to try and craft a uh, craft a, 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 a proportionate figure relation in in relation to how big a guy actually is, um, it I think it would be one far too fragile at the ankles. Um, not particularly interesting to paint and not particularly interesting to look at at a distance. Whereas alternative alternative armies very much have something that are, is able to catch the eye and portray the character that you, that you, that you want in, the, in, in each figure. Yeah, they look great. The alternative, they're based in Scotland, I've seen on their website, which is pretty cool. Um, and I love their army packs, like got chaos and skeletons and stuff like that. It's it, it, 15 mil does seem to be one of the... I haven't seen many 15 mil companies based in Nottingham, which is something of a, of a rarity in this hobby. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, so I, I saw that you were taking an interest in the arm in alternative armies. What were you looking to do yourself? Were you wanting to create full full scale armies to 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 to, to take to take in mass battles? Are you are you going to be painting two armies, or are you getting someone else to paint the other half? No, no, I think that's my plan is mass battles. This is going to be my mass battle scale. So um, I've got I've got pretty much all I'll ever need for skirmish games, both in sci-fi and fantasy now, in 28 mil, which I'm very happy with. But looking for the mass battle experience, like I say, 6 mil is just not quite working for me. So I think 15 mil, I'm just going to build up two armies. I'm, I'm thinking maybe six, seven units aside, and just uh, put together two of them. So, like I was saying to you, the, the army packs that you could get from them look really good. Uh, the price as well. I like the price. You know, when you see, I don't know, a, like a pound a figure and stuff like that, That's that satisfies me, that. I haven't seen that for a long time for, 20, for, for 28 mil. No, Certainly the, the mass-produced stuff. Aye. <laughs> um, I've seen CP models, which I like. I've bought for them in the past. Uh, I think they've got a 15 mil section on their website too. Really like them. They do. I've... I've uh... I have to have to say I was I ordered a a, a batch of six mil stuff from them uh, without having spotted this fifteen mil at all and uh, really regretting it because looking at the looking at those sculpts and looking at what other people have done with them they look really characterful and then it what turned out that uh, some fifteen mil stuff that I'd gotten in some eBay job lots actually came from them and they've been a joy to paint um, yeah very I mean. Their stuff focuses much more on the sort of the uh, the swords and sandals uh, type fantasy genre, um, encompassing Conan the Barbarian, what have you. Uh, so they're they're very much of a particular uh, facet of fantasy. But yeah, I mean, though, I really enjoyed painting painting their robes. The robes were were lovely to paint on the cultists. Any other companies that uh, you you tend to check out or buy from? Ooh, um. I mean, f- certainly with sci-fi, I've got you've got Ground Zero Games, um, which I think are based actually not too far away from me. Actually. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, we've got Splintered Light uh, Miniatures, which um, are a US-based one, uh, but we I have found a, a, a UK supplier. Uh, th- I mean, the joy of the of there being such a, a strong showing of historical game uh, gaming in 15 mil means that there's a lot of faux uh, sort of faux historical figures that you or historical figures that you could turn into faux historical figures um 
so you've got all the anything related to the to, to the Crusades would give you a good number of good number of of, of knights and and men at arms and what have you. Hundred Years War, if you're looking to go a little become a little bit more modern, um, uh, yeah. Ultimately, um, I, I look for fifteen mil his, a lot, for a lot of fifteen mil historical figures and convert them into in, in, into fantasy, usually with nothing more than a than a slightly zany hair hair, hair color. Um, Scot- Scotia Grendel is, a, is, is another one. Um, plastic Soldier Company have some very nice plastic 15 mil stuff, um, which you can get en masse. So yeah, 100 years war stuff, um, Romans, Celts. Uh, so if you're looking to, to get a really large number of l- large number of horde units, then I think that could be a, that's a very good one to look for. Off the top of my head, those are the, those are the main ones, but I'm, I know I'm missing out. A fair number. Ralpartha. Ralpartha. I don't know the exact history with Ralpartha Europe because I think they are quite an old gaming company or a miniature company. But where whether that originated in the U in the UK, which is where it seems to be based now, or in the US, I don't know. But they've got some very good old school, um, old old school uh, minis uh, where you get war bands of of ten to. 12 or 14 units for 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 for, for five quid um as you say it's a very economical uh well i say very economical it's much more economical than 28 mil yeah mm-hmm. uh, ralpartha like the anti-scale creep like their 20 28 mil stuff is now probably about 15 mil they seem to go down the way i bought some of their 28 <laughs> yeah. mil guys before and they're like kids compared to some of the bigger guys that i've got but uh, I like the aesthetic of their stuff as well. So you need kids in fantasy so, as well. I know. No, no, I know. Nothing wrong with, with with bringing in some child child soldiers. They're the next generation, aren't they? So, um, have you got much uh, coverage of fifteen mil stuff? So your your blog is uh, there could have been snakes dot com. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. So on your on your site, uh, you've got. Um, it looks like you've got a a three-part series on your travel cases, don't you? So I'm going to put a link to those in the show notes so oh, we, could, you. we could see some pictures, can't we? Yeah, I'm not very good at taking pictures of things in process. Uh, but that was uh, but the, the travel case and indeed the, the floor tile, uh, sort of the, 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 the tiles that I made um, before that. Uh, were some of the few occasions when I've done when I've taken pictures halfway through, mainly because it took me so long to do anything with them. Mm-hmm. I'd happily have a, a fit of a fit of enthusiasm, tackle it, you know, go, go to town with my glue gun, and then let them gather dust, which probably helps with a bit, little bit in the way of texture. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. If you enjoy the show, then please do share it with someone else you think might enjoy it too. And be sure to check out our Discord community of like-minded hobbyists, which you could find at bedroombattlefields.com forward slash discord. It'd be great to see you in there.